Welcome to Take Your DM Shot with Tristan Ham, Jonathan Crest, and Steve Sherfan. This is a podcast dedicated to exploring the mechanics of RPGs and then running a couple of one-shots just to figure out how the hell do you play this game. Welcome to Take Your DM Shot. We're back. Take Your DM Shot. We spent an episode talking about the mechanics of Alien. I probably got some of the lore a little wrong, but that's okay. That's all right, you know, because uh, I'm still newer to this game. I've actually, I've only run it once as kind of a hybrid LARP and not as a proper game. So this is actually the first time I'm doing it as a tabletop. Okay. Right? Perfect. Yeah. That fits in with all of the rest of us. Yeah, no kidding. Perfect. I mean, I'm coming, I'm, I'm the stand-in for not knowing anything about the Alien franchise. So <laughs> I am the noob of noobs here on, on this run. So Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, we're, we're all going to learn together. Then. Uh, so uh, in this episode, we're going to go through some character creation. Um, just, you know, it's a light character sheet. So we'll go through that, develop who we are. I'll set up the concept here. Um, I wonder if it works if I kind of set the scene a little bit. And yeah. And we, we build your people in. I think that kind of gives us a bit of information to help build our characters to fit Assume that we're going yeah, to. Yeah, context, give me context. Okay, let's do context then. So in the the world of, of Alien, there are um, obviously like three big factions um, that you kind of can choose from. That is, uh, you are kind of a colonist. You are a um, military individual, a colonial marine, or you are a space trucker. So I've chosen to have you both as space truckers. Okay. And what that essentially means is you are the lifeblood. You are, are basically the arteries that keep civilization flowing. Gotcha. Uh, because colonists cannot carry everything they need. Military cannot supply everything they need. They have to rely on supply chain. And you are the core of that. I mean, you spread humanity across the universe. And yeah, yeah. supply lines are going to become real, <laughs> real important and real thin real quick. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. makes sense. Makes sense. So um, you are part of the space truckers. Now, specifically, the space truckers can be hired to do anything, you know, to haul anything. As it turns out, you are essentially hauling one of the most important pieces of the military machine, and that is the USO show. <laughs> so I think, Steve, you, you had a great one. You are essentially... You know, Captain America and the dancers. Right, yeah, yeah. Going to visit the, the military, right? Go hit Hitler on the chin, guys. Go, go boys, it. go. Go, boys, go. Yeah. <laughs> and buy those those war bonds. Yeah, that's right, know. yeah. Uh, so um, these colonial marines, they go out and they support the um, all the, the terraformers, all the... Uh, you know, all the individuals that are making new worlds, claiming and, and taming new worlds, they go and they support those individuals when the worlds are hostile. Okay. But the Marines need some support too. They need entertainment. Right. And so your cargo, your precious cargo, is a band of four members. The band is called Ragnarok. And they are uh, essentially like a space heavy metal punk band nice but as you know and as you can tell they were pretty heavily vetted um for their performances they are popular but they are also you know they don't mind 
the money that is coming their way. And so they're willing to make concessions for gotcha. that money. So although their lyrics are subversive, are quite shocking, uh, they never really go against um, their employers, essentially. And their employers in this case um, is uh, Pockets. Well, because there's Pockets of Colonial Marines, these are private forces from the Whalen yutani Corporation. So they are essentially hired by the Whaling Utani, and so although again, um, you know, their their kind of mandate is like you know, fuck the man, you know, buck against the system, but <laughs> not Whaling Utani because they are wonderful benefactors. They're pretty all right. They're yeah. okay. They really care for humanity. That's it. That's <laughs> it. So, um, so again, they're 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 kind of posers in that way, but not not too bad. Not too bad. So. Uh, and I'll go over this later, but um, just to give you an idea of the band. The band have a name. Uh, you have Chaz on vocals, <laughs> Dingo on synth guitar, Novak on drums, and Racer on the synth bass. So it's Chaz, Dingo, Novak, and Racer. And essentially, you have been, uh, this is the fourth um, LV that you are visiting. Now, LVs stand for Life Viable. Life Viable. So, um, the next Life Viable planet that you are traveling to is LV420. <laughs> uh, no, no hidden agenda. Uh, so, um, we want to know who is the crew? Because uh, essentially, you're not just a vehicle for these individuals. You were also hired to help them set up takedown and to support them in their needs as they, well, to, within reason, uh, <laughs> when they are on these planets. You are essentially space roadies as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, nothing overly hard. Like their equipment is not overt and, and they have some spectacle, you know, for their performances, obviously. Right. But Again, it's not super complex. You're, gotcha. you're not called upon to make really complex decisions or complex work when you are working with the band Ragnarok. Uh, and you are flying your amazing ship, the Nicodemus. Right? But Nicodemus. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. So we want to find out who our crew is. Sure. And so we're going to go through character creation. Nice and light here. The mics pick up everything. Hello, hello. Every rustle of the paper. Yeah, every rustle. Every, every little vibration. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do is get into character creations and the core concepts. First thing they want you to do is pick a career. Okay. So you both had a look at the um, That's right. examples there. So yeah. we'll start with yourself, Steve. Uh, what is the career that you've picked? Sure, I was going to be the pilot. Perfect. So flipping to the pilot page here, uh, they give you uh, a stack of um, some help there. So your key attribute, and I'll give you this as you're creating here, your key sure. attribute is agility. Um, key skills for you, and this is just when you are distributing your points. Mm -hmm. Your key skills are piloting, ranged combat, and comtech. Okay. Uh, and you can choose uh, a career talent as well that is either full throttle, 
like the back of your hand or reckless there. I think you can just choose one, but I'll verify that in just sure. a sec. You might get more. Anyway, so uh, here it's got, you can choose um, your personal agenda okay, kind yeah. of thing. So it's give you some suggestions, but you can kind of sure. choose whatever you like. So I'll give you the book there, and you can just kind of take a look, take a, take a decision of that, and then we'll get into the core attributes and stuff like that. Uh, so the pilot, the pilot, pilote, pilote. Uh, and you're thinking, yeah, so um, I think we, we talked for just a second uh, before we started recording, and you were saying, like, this is your ship, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, I was so, thinking mm -hmm. uh, my character is, uh, you know, dishonorably discharged from the military, and now is working this gig, you know, kind of keeping his skills fresh, but, you know, taking it easy, I guess, compared to, to service. So you said honorably discharged? Honorably discharged, yeah. What happened there? You know, or you don't have to know. That's okay. Uh, wounded in battle. You know, wounded in got, battle. Got some aces and then uh, yeah, shot down. And ah. and now, uh, yeah, can't. Uh, Used to be a Marine until I took a bullet to the knee. To the knee. Or what if, I was thinking mm. like in the eye, or like a head wound so that his Ooh. vision's not twenty twenty anymore. Oh, I love it. Good enough, still a pilot. Good enough to fly, <laughs> yeah. you know, commercial, but... Uh, the short, the nearsighted pilot. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So AI needs to find yeah. the asteroids and, uh, and space yeah. debris in front, not... Uh... I'm going to write hard of seeing. Is that what you say? Hard of, uh, hard of hearing. But, uh, vision? Hard of seeing. Vision, vision. Hard vision? We'll say vision impaired. There we go. Is that even That's a thing? I don't know. Visually like, impaired. Do, do, yeah. do pilots, like... Commercial pilots, do they have <laughs> lesser requirements for, for vision? Than... I don't know. Probably not. But how, how did you get around this? Like, how did you convince them to let you still fly? Uh, corrective sunglasses. Corrective aviators? Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> love it. Are they bifocal? <laughs> uh, yeah. One level for the dash, the other for yeah. faraway objects in the... <laughs> So I love that concept because um, what we'll do is uh, we can think about some difficulty modifiers sure. if your aviators get, uh, if you lose them, or they get kind of dislodged from your face. Sure. Not. Okay. Cool. All While right. Steve's uh, taking a peek at the pilot, do you want yeah. me to just go over the, like, very brief, like, the more of the background of my character? Yes, actually, that is mm. excellent. So, yeah, tell us about your person there. Yeah, so um, I'm going to be going uh, as the kid for my career. Nice. Uh, once we're done with Steve there, we'll go a bit more into what that means. Uh, my character's going to be Billy Bob Brightside. Oh, my God. You always have the wildest names. <laughs> that is your superpower, is to come up with the wildest names. Anyway. There's some good ones. Um, yeah, so he's um, a 14-year-old kid, mm -hmm. uh, grew up on a planet where they're in the process of terraforming, so an LV planet uh, okay. being terraformed. Uh, parents were uh, homesteaders, I guess. Okay. Uh, homesteaders. Any yeah. siblings? Um, I think two siblings, yeah. But he always felt trapped on that planet. Like being part of the terraforming process, you're there for life. It's like a, a yeah. life sentence. It takes a long time to terraform a planet. Yeah. So while he was doing that, wasn't super stoked about the thought of never going out and seeing the rest of the universe. Yeah. So when uh, Ragnarok came, 
he saw his opportunity and mm-hmm. he snuck aboard the ship yeah. and hid there until, you know, it was pretty far enough away from the planet that it's not really worth going back. Yeah. He got a sense of a crew thinking that they probably didn't just space him when they found him. <laughs> um, so he, yeah, kind of came out. Uh, everyone's aware of him. He's super, perhaps too eager <laughs> to help out. Does Billy actually like the music that this band plays, though? Oh, he doesn't really care. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> so was the, was the band playing a show? Yes, they were oh, playing okay. a show while, while uh, for the Colonial Marines that were there helping kind of push back some of the more native wildlife of the planet while the, yeah. while the terraforming process was starting. Gotcha. And while they were in the middle of a show, he snuck aboard the ship and just kind of hid in the air vents waiting for, I guess, yeah, them to pack up and take off to the next show. Nice. Perfect. And so you revealed yourself. Um, uh, maybe the band kind of took you under their wing a little bit as well. Yeah. But it was kind of a cool novelty. And um, do we have a name for your pilot? Um, so one of the recommend or one of the examples of names is Casper Edmonton, but I'm, I'm going to change it to Jasper. Jasper Edmonton. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Jasper Edmonton. And do some uh, Googling, and you, you know, you folks that don't live in Canada are going to realize how terrible the name <laughs> this is. So <laughs> I'm he's, going with it. He's a red blooded Albertan. That's right. Yeah. So Jasper Edmonton, what did Jasper think of uh, discovering Billy Bob Brightside? Uh, there was pushback. Like, yeah, sure. The the band is all all in on it, but I'm the guy that's got to run the ship. Now yeah. I I literally have to look after a kid. Yeah, Bloody I'm not having that. But because uh, I was just thinking, with the vision impairment, yeah, I chose the stubborn attribute or the um, yeah, bit of a almost a Jesus take the wheel kind of <laughs> way of life <laughs> here. So uh, I got I got you know injured. They told me, yeah, don't stop piloting. No, yeah. no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep on doing this. This is piloting's in my blood. So, right. kind of the same approach, approach with the, uh, with Billy is, um, he's really against it. But I think the band and Billy pushed, and and finally, Jasper rolled his eyes, said, "Fine, whatever." Nice. Well, I'm gonna say it was probably only your second LV. Sure. That you found, and um, Jasper would have had to reveal themselves, or not Jasper, sorry, uh, but Billy Bob Brightside would have had to reveal themselves before you went into like cryo sleep. Sure. Things like that. So <laughs> wake up from cryo sleep and yeah. Who the fuck are you? It's like <laughs> you get the my food's chair? gone. <laughs> Billy's like 30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it would have had to reveal themselves so that uh, they could get into a cryostasis. So okay. yeah, you're you're not a big fan of it. No. And this could be, and Billy could be, if you want your rival which you Ooh. it's up to you <clears throat> or buddy or not at all it's up to you so you're kind of like the captain as well as the pilot uh, i depends how how are these ships you know how, how are these ships crewed or well, are you like the captain but there's still the um company representative that's yeah. like air quotes in charge there is there's the the financial kind of comptroller as it were okay uh, the there is a company man uh, and and his name is Vincent. Mm-hmm. So he's not the captain per se, okay. but uh, he's overseeing. He's making sure that uh, financially everything is above board and things like that. You're taking risks, but you could also be the captain and pilot of your ship. That's okay. okay. Yeah. Again, I think it's um, 
it's not a massive cruiser. It's not a salvage unit. No. It's more of a transport unit. So right. on the on the like higher end side, okay, kind of thing. But it's not a it's not a massive spacefaring. I mean, even regardless, I think the prices of ships, Jasper can't afford any of it. Yeah. So he's yeah he he's in in debt for <laughs> for life. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so the ship is small enough where yeah you you hold you, you have multiple hats. Okay, as it were. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah, if we want to kind of roll the rival, because especially if Billy's very exuberant, I, th- I think Jasper would be kind of like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gelling with this. Like this is, oh, okay. there's no vibes here. So yeah, we, yeah. I don't. If you don't, don't mind, John, but yeah, we could roll the rival. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Angle so, I think maybe uh, Billy Bob has dreams of becoming a starship captain Ooh. in the future. And thinks that he can do a much better job than you can, <laughs> even though he's only 14 years old and this is his first time being on any kind of starship. I like yeah. how this is a rivalry of annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, is um, would would Jasper be your buddy then? Uh, like, or you're hoping I, to make him so? Or is it one I of think the members? It's more of of, I think it's more of a rival for Jasper. Like I'm his rival. Well. He's yeah. my rival because sure. I'm, I'm going to compete. I'm going to own this ship one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So maybe so, my buddy, maybe I will be trying to buddy up to Vincent. Okay. Trying to sneak my way in to control that way. Sure. Okay. Or what I pre- would perceive as control as a 14-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably not far off because, yeah, yeah, there's no way Jasper can own this ship outright. So he's, he's definitely in debt for it. It's definitely still the company's yeah, easy. ship. Easy. Um, perfect. Yeah. So Vincent's your buddy. And I think Vincent, um, has taken you under his wing somewhat, uh, which is good. Uh, he, he likes your tenacity, your spunk as it were. <laughs> That's all uh, Billy's got. That's all Billy's <laughs> Lots got. Lots of free labor. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Yeah. He doesn't have to pay you. Which yeah. <laughs> Live in intern. <laughs> yeah. Does, um, does, uh, Jasper have a buddy then? Hmm. Or someone you were buddied with, and it could be the same person; it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, not but, sure how. So, but the way this works is your buddy typically is in amongst the cast here, right? Kind of thing, and um, it's just a it's it's really if anything, it's kind of a neat uh, role playing uh, tool. Sure, is all it is. It's, it doesn't make or break this game. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a bit of fun role play. Sorry, what instrument was Novak on again? Ah, uh, Novak plays. The drums. Okay, yeah. Okay. Make buddy. Yeah, yeah. Novak, my okay. buddy. So we'll say your buddy is Novak. Not that I know anything about him, but yeah. But cool he just name. yeah, he just likes it. He he gels with you. Yeah. You know, you you two hang out and stuff like that. And that's okay. Um. Billy Bob Brightside, do you think you have a rival here? Yeah, I think it's Jasper. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So double rivalry. I love it. Sure. Cool. So you, um, yeah, you uh, like Vincent has essentially taken you under his wing a little yeah. bit, and so that's kind of cemented your place here. Um, he's still figuring out if he can get you kind of employed at some point. Right now, you're free labor, but he, again, he he recognizes something about you that he is like, yes, this kid, I like this kid. Perfect. So, perfect. Okay. So we'll get into some more uh, character creation here in just a sec. Uh, but um, you picked Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob. It is Billy Bob. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, you picked up Triple B 
at um, <laughs> the second LV that you visited, your your whole tour is yeah. nine LVs. Okay. Okay. Um, LV four twenty is your fourth. Okay. Okay. So you've still got like a, a a decent amount of your contract going, and it pays well. All right. And it's cushy. It really is cushy because you're only in charge of simple cargo. I think the biggest things that you need to um, really manage there, even though you're not meant to to be their keeper, yeah, their manager per se. Okay. I think that they, just for sake of it, sometimes they party hard, sure, on the Nicodemus, yeah, and sometimes you got to kind of like you know squash that a little bit. So. I mean, it's Nicodemus is my baby, so if they you know <laughs> puke everywhere, then I, I'm yeah. cleaning it up anyway. So exactly, sure, sure. exactly, yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, Cool. So I'll grab the book from you. Yeah, there, absolutely. John, if that's okay. And we'll go through some more attributes. So you've picked your careers. Yes. Which is good. Uh, it's given you some kind of guidance as to uh, your signature item, uh, which we'll talk about in just a sec. Uh, it gives you some idea about your appearance if you want. It gives you some suggestions for names. And it gives you uh, some ideas about gear, basically what you have. It kind of gives... Like for the kid, it says, um, uh, choose two of the starting items below. You also get a D6 in cash, like credits, essentially. So you can choose of the gear, like fishing line or laser pointer, <laughs> a magnet or a radio-controlled car, a yo-yo, electronic uh, handheld game, personal locator beacon, or coloring pens. Kind of I thing. think I'm going to go with the laser pointer and the electronic handheld game. Yeah, that, that, that's how we became our rivals right there is I don't want that laser pointer anywhere near my eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. you. I think you might have flashed him one time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's never forgiven you. No. Nope. Uh, do you have a <laughs> signature item? What, what is your I signature I do. Item? So I went with a lunchbox. Oh. It's nice. going to be, yeah, covered in uh, pocket monster stickers. Ooh, perfect. <laughs> Good old generic pocket monsters. Yes. Generic pocket <laughs> monsters. So maybe just that a sec. Is that, is that a little better? Yeah, that's good. Thanks. Okay, there we go. Uh, so pocket monsters, that's awesome. So, um, what a signature item does is you can spend time with it to help reduce stress. Okay. Essentially, that's what it's there for. Uh, is in in any quiet moment, you can go and kind of handle your personal item. Okay. And uh, after a few moments, it'll start to relax you somewhat. Okay. And reduce your stress. So that's why they they say a signature item. That's why that's important. Right. Uh, so the pilot here. Over here, there we go. Uh, same sort of thing gives you signature item, gives you kind of like suggestions of appearance and your gear. So same thing, you can choose two of the starting items. You also get a D6 times a hundred in cash, uh, and you can roll a D6 if you want. Sure. We're not going to worry too much about cash in this one. Two. So two hundred bucks. No, great. Yeah. A little light. You uh, <laughs> had to spend some money on uh, curing your space herpes. That's right. <laughs> Took too long at that first LV. That's it. Eh? Uh, so you can choose um, two of these items, either a M4A3 service pistol or a PRPUT uplink terminal, a handheld radio or D6 of players, maintenance jack or a Siegensen PDAC, Siegensen system diagnostic device or an IRC MK50 compression suit. Your item. I'll go with the pistol and then the, what was, not the suit, but the one before that. The Sigginson System Diagnostic Device. 
It's a mouthful. It is. It is, yeah. Is there an acronym for that? Uh, it is the the double S double D. Nice. That's all I wrote down. There you go. Easy peasy. Do you have a signature item? Yeah, I was going to go with that. Like I said, Jesus, take the wheel. I was going to go with a rosary. That's perfect. That's perfect. I love it. Okay, you've chosen your career. Next step, we're going to spend points on your starting attributes. Awesome. Your character has four attributes that indicate your basic physical mental capa- uh, capacities. There, uh, Your attributes are used when you roll dice, yada, yada, yada. We know this. So strength, agility, wits, and empathy. So your starting attributes here. Um, you may distribute a total of 14 points across your attributes. You may assign no less than two and no more than four to any attribute. However, you may assign five points to the attribute that is listed as a key attribute for your career. And do you remember your key attribute for the career? Yeah, it was agility. Agility. Mine too, I believe. Ah, perfect. Okay, so that one can go up to five, but no, no attribute can be lower than two. Okay. So do you, do you need a pen there, bud? Uh, no, I got it. Okay, cool. So take a moment. Fill it was uh, 14 total? 14 total, oh. yeah. So if we were playing in Android uh, synthetics, uh, just while you're filling that out, uh, synthetic characters get a plus three bonus to two attributes of their choice after the 14 attribute points have been assigned. You can reach a maximum score of eight in the key attribute and seven in another. However, Androids have other drawbacks. Uh, And uh, they've got kind of a sidebar as to what uh, they can't do. Like, they can't push skills. Uh, they don't suffer stress, and so don't have a stress level. Like, stress um, can be beneficial sometimes. You know, it gives you extra dice to get a success, which okay. is nice, right? Uh, they don't have a signature item. They don't make panic rolls. And their damage and healing is a lot different. Anyway, we won't worry too much about them. to correct my math there it was pretty funny. I was going to say yeah <laughs> it's okay. that's 13 not 14 okay. huh? I, I, I did pretty much did the same array you did 5, 4, 3, 2 nice yeah so 5 agility 4 empathy 3 wits 2 strength cool. I, I went with lower empathy my, my, my empathy is 2 oh because <laughs> I got I got no patience for Billy so know, no, no empathy well, that works good so um, essentially uh, this is the first part of any dice pool that okay. you are creating Okay. And uh, the corresponding uh, attribute after your attribute, <laughs> the corresponding piece to that is the skills. Uh, so your skills are the knowledge and abilities you have acquiring, uh, you have been acquiring during your life. They are important as they determine along your attributes how effectively you can perform certain actions in the game. Uh, they are measured skill level on a scale from zero to five. So you can actually have zero in certain skills. That's okay. Gotcha. It doesn't mean you can't perform. It just means you're at a bit of a a deficiency in it. So when you create a player character for a campaign, you distribute a total of 10 points amongst your skills. Now you have, um, you can assign up to three points to each of the skills listed for your career. Uh, You can assign a single point each to any other skill you choose. So do you remember your career skills? Uh, yes. Yeah. I have, uh, for the kid, I got mobility, 
observation and survival. So up to three points per there. Uh, and what you can do is then, uh, if you choose a skill outside of your, um, your assigned skills, you can only put one in those. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so we have, sorry, three points total? Three points Between... total in, in each uh, of your... Okay. Yeah, so I could do your main attributes, but what, you can, I could yeah. do one, one, one if I wanted, or if you wanted to, but yeah. then you can't have more than one in any other skill okay. at this moment. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. I get it. Thanks. Perfect. Sweet. And obviously like they make those suggestions as your, of your key skills for, for a reason. I didn't do so well in um, range training <laughs> on the range, even, even you know, as a marine. Uh, range combat, even though that's a key attribute. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Oh, you went with zero. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Like I'd rather be able to fix my ship. Oh, okay. shoot more than mechanic. Kind of uh, a little pilot. bit, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I, I can I can pilot the ship, but I could also fix it up a little. Nice, nice, very cool. So or a bit, or, a bit or more well-rounded. Uh, yes, my or my uh, ability with the pistol has kind of lapsed over the years. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That's okay. So yeah. my character actually has one in their ranged combat. Okay. Ooh, it's so like I shot. can outshoot it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm misunderstanding this then. We don't have three points total to spread across all three. Oh, no, no, you got ten, ten points. Ten, okay. Ten points, yeah. So um, still zero. No, yeah. <laughs> so what they what they say is that you can go up to three. Ah, uh, oh, gotcha. Okay. In each of your key skills. Gotcha. Uh, and um, you can assign a single point to any other skills that you choose. At this point, you you can't really like buff up a skill that doesn't make sense to your career. Makes sense, but uh, with experience points, you are able to then increase in that way. So oh, okay, good. Because a campaign is meant to be played over a number of sessions, and so you get experience over a number of sessions, and that means you are able to, um, yeah, increase in skills that you weren't previously. Perfect. Okay, it makes sense. So I guess uh, for Billy Bob, I have um, a three in mobility, yeah. uh, one in range, a two in observation and survival, a one in medical aid and manipulation. Ooh, nice. And then zero everything else. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Okay, yeah. I, I maxed out my piloting to three. Comtech was two. Yeah. I did bump up my range combat to two. Okay. And then put a one in observation and a one in command. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, perfect. Okay, we're just about done here. It's it's pretty much that easy. Which is okay, lovely. I like that. Um, the One of the last things we need to do are your talents. So talents are tricks and moves and minor abilities that your... Well, I lost my place. That's your character. <laughs> makes your character unique. Uh so uh, talents are further explaining. So basically, when creating a character for a campaign play, you get one talent at the start of a game. Your career offers you three talents to choose from. Okay. So um, do you remember your talents? To yes. Choose from? I yeah. have uh, Beneath Notice, Dodge, and Nimble. Okay. Which one are you going for? 
I think Beneath Notice makes the most sense with uh, the backstory and how I get out into the ship. Love it. And do you want me to tell you what that means? Yeah, that'd be great if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. Time and space. What were the talents you had options for, Steve? Uh, I think there was some sort of uh, push it, acceleration kind of uh, base talent. Yeah, full throttle. Full throttle. Mm -hmm. uh, like the back of my hand, which is the one I'm going to choose. Um, I have to pick a specific ship, and oh, I, okay. I get some bonus for, for, for that. So obviously I'm I picking the, yeah. the Nicodemus. No, <laughs> some other ship that I'm just sitting there staring, you know, whenever I get a Your rotation back to ship. Earth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just stare at the window and drool. No, <laughs> it would be the Nicodemus. And I forget what the third one was. Uh, uh, I'll tell you in a sec. But no rush. Yeah. I'm just going to explain beneath notice. Sure. So no matter what horrible situations you end up in, you always seem to make it out unscathed, probably because no one ever pays much attention to you. When you roll for a critical injury on yourself, you get to re-roll the dice and choose the result that you prefer. Oh, nice. That's cool. pretty good, because sometimes you can roll instant death. <laughs> and so it's always good when you can be like, mm, actually, I don't feel like dying. Yeah, I don't feel like dying. Yeah. Okay, so the pilot had full throttle, like the back of your hand, and reckless. So you chose... Like the back of my hand. Like the back of your hand, yeah. So this vehicle is yours, and you know every bolt and every cable, nook, and cranny. Choose one vehicle or spacecraft, the Nicodemus. You get a plus two modifier to piloting with the chosen vehicle. You can choose this talent several times or once for each vehicle. Uh, so right now it's just the Nicodemus you have. Okay. Okay. That is your talent. So you're super good at piloting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is my job, after I all. Guess, yeah. <laughs> and I need to be, because I can't see properly. <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Uh, so your stress starts at zero okay. at the beginning okay. of this. And your health uh, is basically equal to your strength score. Okay, I yeah. only got two. Okay. <laughs> and I've got a three. You have Very squishy. two health and three health. Okay. All right. Now, we've done everything else. We've got our name. Uh, we've got our personal agenda. Yep. That's not good. Buddies and rivals. Uh, and so, and we've got your gear, your signature item. And. Ooh, I just got to roll for credits. I think it was 1d6. Yeah, 1d6 for you. Two credits. <laughs> <laughs> Two credits. Love it. Um, the only other thing we need to talk about then is your appearance. Awesome. What do you look like? Want to go first, Steve? Sure. Well, obviously, I'm wearing aviators to correct my vision. <laughs> Very edgily. I mean, hey, it fits the band, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess, yeah, there's a scar from the piece of shrapnel that got lodged around, you know, in my head. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, other than that, pilot fatigues or, or whatever, the, the pilot suit uniform that maybe he was allowed to keep it or that's just standard whatever standard uh company apparel that they yeah provide okay. um yeah i don't know nondescript pilot pilot, pilot gear. I'm, a, I'm a pilot guys I'm, I'm very creative i'm a pilot i'm a pilot <laughs> no, i love it perfect sure yeah okay um uh, yeah, yeah billy you... bob here uh so he's uh short for his size Brown hair, kind of greenish eyes, very scruffy looking. I uh, grew up 
on you know a terraforming planet not a very rich kid so is has very well-worn clothing nice. but yeah. is trying to slowly fashion it towards looking more like a corporate uniform oh nice he fashioned a, a, a tie out of a tie, yeah, like, exactly. uh, out of Jasper's curtains. <laughs> kind of thing. Snuck into his room, took his bed sheets, yeah. cut up a tie. <laughs> and boy was Jasper pissed because now I gotta wait till the next L V landing in order to get that. Thirty three years until I can get a new set of sheets. Thirty three <laughs> years. Those were Egyptian cotton. <laughs> you dirty little bastard. Okay. Um, that's really the crux. That's everything we need to do at this moment. Um, just note your your health as oh, well. Yeah, uh, kind of thing. You can you can just yeah. I gave you a pen. There you go. Good night. Um, you don't have to worry about radiation. Um, okay. We're not going to really worry too much about encumbrance. Uh, mm. Consumables at this point aren't really a factor. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you probably wouldn't stock up per se. Most of the, um, in fact, all of the LVs you visited thus far. Um, that's part of the Ragnarok's rider is that um, they basically, uh, you know, supply food and drinks and stuff like that. Nice. And stuff like that. So um, in these LVs, some of them, uh, air is a factor. They okay. haven't reached certain stages of terraforming. And so okay. uh, when air is a factor uh, and in LV420, air is a factor. It is poisonous, the air outside of the complex itself. <laughs> it's uh yeah it's a bit of a purple haze one would say um and so uh uh yeah so basically you are fine inside the complex itself now okay. you haven't arrived yet as it were and we'll get to that in just a sec uh we don't have to worry about experience points um there's your stress levels we don't worry about that you've got your gear yep uh, and we don't have to worry about your conditions or critical injuries at this point yet. Uh, and radiation is not a factor. We're not going to worry about that. So okay. there's no no uh, known radiation in this LV. Okay. Perfect. At the moment. Um, do any of us mind letting the dog out? <laughs> no worries. <laughs> the dog was listening in, was uh, really enjoying the whole idea here. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, buddy. Perfect. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's that's character creation in a nutshell. It's that easy. Like it's, it it takes, was really easy. Yeah. It takes almost nothing. Oh, nice. uh, one question. Ooh, yes. Uh, armor. Yeah. I don't have anything in armor or raiding. You have no armor. When you get armor. <laughs> yeah. Um, that just yeah. if you get, <laughs> yeah, if you get armor. Yeah. That just I assume reduces the damage you take. That's it exactly. Okay. Yeah. We can take a quick look at armor if you like. That's oh, okay. I think if, uh, hopefully I won't get in combat on the ship with I mean, anyone here. So. I've got a pistol. <laughs> you do have a pistol. You do have a pistola, which is good. You know, I mean, again, typically you go to these LVs and people are uh, essentially, um, you know, it's Marines that you are playing to. And so right. they're the roughnecks. They're the tough ones, right? And so you don't have to necessarily worry about you haven't had to worry about that thus far um and i think so um yeah we can look at armor in a bit but some armor has it has armor rating and some armor actually has its own air supply as Ooh, well fancy. yeah exactly and um armor also comes with some encumbrance 
Okay. Uh, so the heavier armor, the harder it is to kind of overbattle. Makes sense. Like that. Yeah. So um, this is basically the fifth stop on this on the Ragna tour <laughs> uh, to visit all the other LVs. Um, it's you're getting used to the rhythm of it. Basically, what it is 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 when you arrive at an LV, yeah. you know, after you are situated, you are basically, uh, and I'm talking to uh, Jasper here. Yeah, you're basically the in charge uh, of everything. Even though Vincent, the company man, is there and he's, you know, he's he's trying to make himself useful. He's not <laughs> typically. <laughs> Uh, he's a pretty standard company man. Okay. You know, like this is still a financial investment. Right. To to do this USO show. Yeah. Um, and he he needs it to be a success. He can control the band to a degree. Okay. Right? They they want to get paid. They like the money. They like the notoriety. But right. if they get into a bit of the drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And in this world, I mean, we you can kind of make up kind of there's, I mean, alcohol is alcohol. That's going to be around forever. Yeah. Right. But the drugs that are accessible nowadays in, you know, in this this timeline, uh, which I guess I should tell you the timeline too. Um, we're going to go. Basically, I'm going to give you the timeline here. Space truckers. Space truckers. Oops. I'll give a cool little like. Yeah, I think we mentioned it last yeah. episode. Was okay, that in the we're... quick start or is it in the full? Uh, it should be in the full book too. Okay. Yeah, not the end of the world if I can find it. But essentially, your your timeline uh, is um, it would be kind of around the time of uh, aliens. That's where more. Um, so after the Nostromos uh, discovered. Uh, a xenomorph alien life and had to destroy itself and only one survivor was a pilot named Ripley. Um, she's uh, basically still lost in space. Okay. So she hasn't been discovered yet and so people are pretty freely still out in Terraform. Right. Right. And so it's around that that timeline basically. Uh, so again, you've been like uh, in space and until the ship is actually landed you are in command. Okay. Right? And so although Vincent, he's trying to keep the band together, and yeah. sometimes he'll be like, hey, like we could go a little faster and stuff like that, <laughs> you've allocated fuel that that is acceptable for doing this tour. You did this plan. You you chartered right. or charted yeah. uh, basically how this is going to operate, how this is going to work well in advance. Right. And so he's always looking for ways to kind of push you. So he's looking for ways to kind of go, come, come on, like we can land a little faster. We don't need those kind of safety checks. We don't need to be as cautious and as mindful, but he's not offering any compensation for it. Okay. Okay. So essentially, um, you know, that's a kind of a bugbear. Uh, and the fact that uh, I'm sure Billy Bob too is, you know, really uh, emulating good old Vincent <laughs> makes yep. it a little trickier as well. Okay. So you... um you know, you've been um, doing this for a bit. You know that when you land, then it's Vincent's show. Right. And that's what the contract says, is that you are now at his disposal as far as getting equipment set up, getting the, uh, you know, the smoke machine, right. the fireworks, yeah. you know, the um, the big, like, 
paper mache skull <laughs> kind of thing. So you're in charge of getting, or rather, your job is now to to basically sound check, get things, getting all the equipment operational. Right. Hasn't been that complex, but um, he's he's getting uh, Billy Bob to do that as well. Yeah. The band does not carry their own equipment. <laughs> they don't set up their own equipment. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. All pretty right. much. They'll they'll sound test it and stuff like that. Of course. But that's really the limit of it. Okay. So. Um, this LV, LV420, uh, it's, again, it's pretty standard fare. There's been no reports of any um, indigenous life there. Um, although there is a, there is a, a you know, a, a group of Marines there. Right. Um, and the, the suspicion is that a rival corporation has landed and is trying to do a, um, trying to terraform first. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. And so that's really why they're there. They're looking for more human element. Um, basically, they're they're aware that there might be some some opportunity for sabotage. Because uh-huh. some of the LVs have uh, felt some sabotage. And so that's really the crux of why the Marines are there. Oh, okay. To protect against that human element. Um, it's a smaller battalion, about uh, 12 individuals mm-hmm. there, and a commander, a staff sergeant. Uh, you know, and you... You're always briefed on this, even though Vincent makes the first kind of contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, the staff sergeant that you are meant to uh, meet with, his name is Rundelheim. Staff Sergeant Rundelheim. Don't know much about him, um, but there is a factor about this uh, LV in particular: is it has um, some fairly frequent electrical storms. Oh, interesting. Oh, did your pen run out? No, nope, got it. Okay. <laughs> Put that here just in case. Thanks. But uh, so it does have um, these electrical storms, and these sometimes act as minor EMPs. It gives, it does, like when the storm's rolling, it does um, more like rolling brownouts. So it's nothing permanent, but uh, it can really mess up a lot of electronics that are necessary. Now, the crappy thing about that is that um, the ship's navigation systems, um, which are dire for uh, entering and leaving atmosphere, yeah. Um, during one of these storms, it gets a little hectic. Okay. So as the um, Nicodemus is approaching LV four twenty, um, you know that it, it around the landing site, uh, it is clear at the moment. Okay. And so you are on the bridge of the Nicodemus. Vincent is there, as is... Uh, where are you, Billy Bob? Uh, I think I'd be pegging along with Vincent pretty closely. Sure. Especially if there's an opportunity to kind of poke at Jasper, try <laughs> and, you know, as much as a 14-year-old can, degrade him in front of Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's genius. I love it. Uh, so, yeah. You are... Um, in full pilot mode, and Vincent's kind of breathing down your shoulder a little bit, breathing down your neck okay, a yeah. little, and he's like, um, Jasper, um, look, I I know we've gotten off to some rocky starts, but uh, look, it'd be great if we could make landfall a little sooner than predicted and um, get a jump, get the show done, get a jump on the next LV. Now, I'm prepared to make a recommendation to the company, um, you know, just uh, 
might be a little boost in your next kind of uh, in your next job, essentially. Mm. So if um, if you could speed things up, I'm happy to drop that recommendation in my next report. Has he offered this prior? He's tried different things. Okay. He's tried different tactics, kind of thing, and he's also given you a pin, Billy Bob. Ooh. It's a Whaling Utani official pin. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So Jasper, uh, it'd be in all our best interests if you uh, <laughs> could, you know, speed things up a little bit. Vincent, you know, I'd tell this to you on the last two or three drops. We've planned this out. We've still got a day of setup. We planned for that back at the beginning. We're still on schedule. Let's do this proper, especially with, you know, we know the weather here at LV420. Yeah. Let's keep it by the book. I just want you to consider. I want you to keep this in your back pocket. The idea that uh, if we come in you know, a little ahead of schedule from this tour, how beneficial that could look on your service record as a, uh, you know, as, as someone carrying precious cargo. Just consider it, okay? Yeah, come on. Let's go, Jasper. A couple hours? That's easy. You're Very supposed easy. to be this hot shot pilot. Yeah. A couple hours must be easy for you, just sitting back in that chair the whole day. That's it. All you do is sit back in that chair all day. You know what, guys? I'm not going to do what you're saying. <laughs> I'm going to do it by the book, like I said. Well, because I'm not adding any risk to this precious cargo that you so claim them to be. And I mean, they're good guys. Yeah. 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 Look, I just want you to think about it, okay? You know, noted. Um, I do see that. Uh, I have noticed that. Uh, you know, you haven't gone for your physical in some time, and I know that the guild does require a physical here and there. And uh, you know, if they get a little stringent on policy, they're. I'm not sure that you would um, necessarily meet all the uh, requirements for relicensing. And that's all I'm saying about that. Yeah, it'd be a real shame if we got a better pilot in here. Oh, one that can go a bit faster. A bit faster. <laughs> children. Am I right? Am I right? But uh, children. Yeah, Vincent. He is a child. And, and do you children. think he I could do it knows how to keep the ship oh I'm not saying him he'd have to be certified qualified of course exactly of course. yeah absolutely but he does raise a good point that the Nicodemus might benefit from uh, someone who is maybe a bit more physically capable mm. anyway still on that for okay. a moment, I can see that we're approaching a uh, landing site. You're doing a good job. And he chucks your shoulder. 
doing a good job. I'm going to note that in my report. I'm going to make special, <laughs> special note in my report that you're, you're ah, doing good. Thanks, Vincent. Got to yeah. love your compliment sandwiches. I really appreciate them. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank Plenty you. more. There's a whole buffet coming your way. <laughs> Uh, and um, you can see that you're approaching the LV. That um, atmosphere is is uh, approaching there. So we're actually going to do a roll here. Cool. Um, oh, I guess before we do that, do yeah. we see any potential storms kind of in rotation from um, from our vantage point? Yeah, from your vantage point, you can see that there are some. This is a season where they can roll in fairly quickly. Okay. Um, you can see that there's some in the fringe, but it looks like there's a mountain range. So the... The terraforming settlement itself is in a valley, chosen specifically because uh, most of the storms tend to skirt right. the mountain range. But yeah. um, you can see that there is like a uh, a storm just on the fringe right now, and it's kind of a it's more of a coin toss if it's going to actually breach the um, the mountain range or right. if it'll kind of skirt around. Okay, at this point, but it should not affect your landing. So I'm going to get you to roll Let's do a it. piloting roll. So you're not stressed at the moment, so we're just going to get rid of all the stress dice. <laughs> the screaming yellow. The screaming yellow dice. Stress so, dice. Yeah. So um, you can look for piloting, mm -hmm. and then you look for the corresponding attribute. So I've got a three in piloting, and my agility's at five, which is the corresponding attribute. Awesome. So you're going to create your dice pool. Cool. What you need is at least eight black dice here. We have the official uh, alien dice here. Uh, and to succeed, all you need to do is roll one six. Okay? okay. Out of eight. Yeah. Out of that eight dice, you can roll one six. Now, if you don't, you have the ability to push okay. to re-roll. You can also elect to push if you want to really succeed. Mm. But what that does is gives you an automatic stress. Okay. Okay, so. Do you get any bonus dice for your talent? You do. So is you can employ two? your talent here because you're piloting the Nicodemus. Oh, yeah. So you get plus. I get a plus two. Plus two oh, dice. Wow. Two dice. Cool. Yeah. So not just a modifier. I get more of a statistical <laughs> Plus two chance. modifier would be pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. All right. No sixes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that wild? That's crazy with, uh, what was that, 10 dice. 10 dice, no sixes. No so sixes. I can say I was playing this, I've been a player in this game, yeah. and I was playing at a uh, uh, RPG con called Intrigue Con. And uh, I once had a dice pool, and my neighbor, like the other player, had yeah. a dice pool. We both had a dice pool of around, like, with stress, probably about, like, 12, 13 dice. And neither of us could roll a six to save our lives. So you, yeah, we're literally. using the same dice. Yeah. Ah, it's the, the dice. cursed dice. <laughs> Thanks, Tristan. So, um, basically, uh, you can try to push if you want to get a stress. Or you can accept that role. It's up to you. Mm. I'm going to accept it. Because, right. to be honest, the stubborn attribute, or oh, sorry, not an attribute. What is, 
Oh, the uh, like like the back of my hand. Yeah, uh, no, the stubborn. The stubborn. Um, oh, oh, ambition. Yeah, it says potentially at the risk of your friend. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, okay. I'm gonna keep it. So you're not gonna look like a fool in front of Vincent, right? Kind of thing, because you don't want to know that he doesn't know. So, <laughs> can you tell me? Can you describe to me what is what is happening to the Nicodemus okay. that is causing you a bit of distress here? Uh, would those storms be able to play a factor as yeah. coming in? Yeah. So we'll say just as you're lowering and lowering into the atmosphere, getting planet side. Yeah, going through my checks. and Yeah, the storm has actually chosen to go over the mountain range and is coming closer. And yep. so system by system starts to flicker a little bit. And I already said I'm not going to rush this. Yeah. So even even though the risk of this uh, EMP <laughs> storm, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm still going through my my uh, my checks and and uh, routines at the, at the same speed that I normally would. I okay. think with like every red light warning light that comes on, Billy's there like, what's that? What's that doing? Is that bad? What's going on? I'm actually going to reach over and flick off the <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the LEDs or dim the, the the lights on that on that panel. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, as you're going down, exactly. Yeah, lights are flaring up. Uh, there's kind of rolling systems rebooting, things like that. It's yeah. never for very long, right? But the systems are rebooting and rebooting and rebooting. And um, the ship is, I'm going to say, probably fairly constant still, though. I think you've got enough kind of feel for it, mm. and you see the landing zone. Uh, and so you're coming closer and closer and closer. The last system to not reactivate is landing gear. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so as you get closer to the platform, two of uh, it's 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 a triangular. You've got three different landing um, struts. Okay. Um, two in the back engage. You can feel them. The one in the front only partially engages. So when you actually land, um, it the front of the Nicodemus lurches forward and you can hear metal screaming. Ah, as I bury the nose a bit. Yeah, so you actually <laughs> bury the nose a little bit Shoot. as you land. Uh, and um, I'm going to say that everybody gets one stress. That would be stressful. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So take, take a little stress point. So you can take a moment and um, should have got your pencils. Oh, well. Yeah, well. Uh, you could, you know, during this, this is still kind of quiet time. So at some point, you can kind of pull us, pull yourself aside, and uh, handle your signature item. Okay, which will help reduce that stress. So, um, let's see, reducing stress. I'll get, to, I'll get to the exact definition here, but essentially, um, in, in in my mind, it's it's around like for every ten minutes of handling an item, you can reduce a stress point. But okay. I'm going to get that exact. Here. I'm gonna say before we actually switch, um, before Vincent takes the helm, as it were, yeah. um, part of protocol is to do a walk, not a walk around outside, but inside, uh, and to check different systems of the ship. Yeah. And I'm gonna avoid doing that and actually, yeah, okay. take the chance to <laughs> say the rosary and. Okay. And, yeah. Beauty. Yeah. So so before disembarking, you handle the rosary, and I'm gonna say that. Um, uh, Essentially, you you can remove that stress, okay. kind of thing. But as you as you were wandering about, uh, or at least kind of like you know, you're handling your your rosary. It, it might there might be a prayer accompanying yeah. that. Yep. Uh, that you do get a glance of Vincent, who is wandering about, and you can see him give you a little wink, <laughs> and he is writing in in a compad, uh, likely writing a report, having to do with what just happened. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. 
And Thank Bill you. will be walking kind of just behind him with like a clipboard. That's genius. I, I think that. um, I Billy's that. not going to take the time to go sit with his signature item. I think he's trying to impress Vincent a bit much and try and like with that clipboard walking around behind him writing stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll, yeah. Would, sk- hang would, on to that stress. Love it. Would yeah. I then hang on to my stress as well? Because that would be pretty stressful. I think so. I yeah. think, um, well, yeah, th- I mean, this is where we can kind of retcon this. We can play with this a little bit. Sure. Um, and I think, um, yeah, hang on to the stress for now. Yeah. Just while in the ship. I think you. Ne- I think Vincent needs to be off the ship okay. for you to be able to start to reduce that stress, okay. I think. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Um, so uh, eventually, um, you know that it's just not providing you the same kind of comfort mm. um, that it usually does. And so um, I think at that point, you might be starting to... Um, thinking about your disembarking procedures. Yeah. You might be like, okay, it is time to get this done. Yeah. Sort of thing. Got, got to get stuff done. Yeah, got to. Exactly. Exactly. Makes sense. <laughs> My book. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, eventually you can see the band emerges. Um, the, the, the whole band, uh, they, some of them can carry their instruments, like uh, Chaz carries his microphone. Almost enti- all the time. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, um, the only ones that don't take their stuff is Novak with the drums. Right. But he's also not lazy about it. Like, no. And I think that's partially why you're, oh. why you, uh, why you hear a chime. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's tea time. No. Uh, you know, that's partially why you like Novak is just the fact that he, he also helps a little bit. Yeah. yeah you know, he's, so. Um, he's a genuine guy. Yeah. yeah. And he. He's got a look of kind of concern when he sees you, and he's like, he, you know, without saying it, he's kind of like, "You okay?" <laughs> Gonna roll my eyes and yeah, just yeah. kind of. Mm. He he waves it off, kind of thing. Don't worry about it. Um, so Chaz carries his own microphone. Dingo and Racer don't carry their instruments either. Uh, but they emerge, and you can see that they've been sleeping. Uh, some have been probably like drinking or stuff like that. Typical <laughs> rock stars, uh, and um. They go up to the landing uh, where your uh, your kind of exterior staircase, your landing thing. Ramp. Ramp, Ramp thank sure, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, is this, since the air is poisonous, is there like a, a covered station on the... No, you're going to require to wear a uh, rebreather. Okay. Yeah, a helmet. The, the atmosphere is not toxic to exposed skin. Oh, okay. Just... Uh, just to your lungs, okay. Kind of okay. And they're in the process of trying to convert that anyway. But right. at this point, it's just you just can't breathe it. You're not. Um, people have been cleared from airborne toxins as far as like exposure to your skin and right. stuff like that. So you're you're gonna have to wear a, a, a like an basically a, a helmet, right? A breather. Um, now this breather has two hours um, in its container, and you only really need like five minutes. Yeah. To get to the uh, the front entrance, um, so um, there's no one there to greet you as the ramp lowers, and there's a kind of a puzzled look on Vincent uh, as he's got his. Um, uh, I would say you probably haven't lowered the ramp. You're all kind of getting on your gear yeah. at this moment, right? But Vincent is is kind of confused, looking out and seeing the that, side port. Yeah, yeah. That there's nobody greeting you there. He's a bit more disappointed. He's not concerned. He's just like. Mm. Ugh. You know, another uh, 
you know, backwater, <laughs> inbred LV, basically. <laughs> uh, you know that there's about 50 colonists uh, kind of thing, but they yeah. are actually in a complex that is not, um, that is uh, a bit back further than this complex. You've landed at the military barracks. Right. Right. Because okay. this is basically who your audience is. Yeah. You actually typically don't have a lot to do with the colonists. Typically, you just hang around the soldiers. Right. The soldiers right. have their own barracks and stuff like that, and the colonists are off doing their own thing. Kind of thing. Because this is not for them. This is for the Marines. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Again, there's nobody meeting you there. So, Vincent has attached his uh, helmet. Um, the band uh, is attaching theirs. Uh, what are you two doing? Now, is there one on the ship that fits me properly? I think there is now. Yes. Okay. By yeah. this point. Yeah. Exactly. Like you you have uh, a light kind of a complement of your own equipment at okay. this point. Yeah. Um, just to get back at Vincent and Billy. Yeah. I'm doing the checks and signing off on, on the clipboard. And I kind of, sh- for the, you know, the landing check, and I got to sign it off. And yeah. Vincent's obviously got to sign it off. But I do it in duplicate. And I hand Billy the same clipboard. So that he could sign off on it as well and has to do his <laughs> review of the paperwork. Whether it's actually accepted by Vincent or not, I'll let them decide it. Yeah. But Billy's pretty pumped. <laughs> Vincent, uh, at first, is kind of squinty-eyed yeah. at you, but then uh, sees Billy's enthusiasm and, and gives a kind of a, a wry smile. He's not too concerned. Right. You can tell that he um, he's probably been keeping a log of... Yeah. Uh, Places where you kind of fall short, sure. Kind of idea. I don't think he's terribly a big fan of you. He's never overtly, right, kind of uh, done that. But you can tell that, um, yeah, he he has not been writing favorably in his sure. uh, in his reports. Hence, hence the paperwork is being done to the letter. Exactly. Right. And I think, yeah, uh, yeah with Billy's just too excited to really kind of give you any grief about the landing now. Right. Just going through, just like air quotes reading yeah. <laughs> without understanding what really it all means and yeah signing off checking off with like little flourishes it might be a bit of a not an olive branch to billy but more of a you know this kid needs something to do shut him up <laughs> yeah exactly i think so too i think it is i think you're placating him a little bit oops and maybe i don't know if jasper realizes that Billy's actually gunning for his seat, as it were, but more, you know, oh, this kid wants to be a bureaucrat. Okay, here you I'll show him what a bureaucrat has to do. Yeah. I don't know. Is is Billy, do you think, gunning for, you said he's, he wants yeah. to be this kick-ass pilot, so. I think he's, maybe not necessarily a pilot, but he just wants to be a starship captain. Ah, I see. Okay, fair enough. I don't think he really understands what that means. <laughs> yeah. But he just wants to be one. And maybe a, a starship captain is more extravagant, is more, um, you know, of higher status than just a lowly pilot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the captain <laughs> hires a pilot. Exactly. A real captain doesn't have to pilot his own ship. Ship, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, I'll show you. Just drawing a little map here. Yeah, we have a map this time. We have physical. Physical map. Not going to use it. Okay, um, so the um, once you've mounted, you've put on your helmets, you've gone through the checklist, um, the lower the ramp, yep. okay. uh, and again, you're about um, 20 yards away from the entrance to the barracks. Right. Uh, lights are on, 
um, you can see that, and even from above, you could see that all the systems seem operational. Yeah. That everything there seems like it's working as it should. But um, again, no one's there greeting you, unfortunately. Is that kind of normal or is that out of the ordinary? 50-50? It's not, yeah, it's not official. Like someone doesn't officially have to meet you there, but there's never been a point where someone hasn't. Okay. So if it's if it's meh enough, then uh, um, Jasper's going to water to the front of the ship and check the damage. Okay. First thing. Um, you look and you can see that the, the front landing strut has twisted and bent a little bit. And so the, the wheel has bound to the to its casing. Yeah, essentially. Its alcove. Yeah. yeah. You know that, um, and we can do like some repair rolls and things like that. You know that that's going to require some attention. Yeah. There will be downtime. Yeah. Like you're, you're typically here uh, for about like around like three to four days. Yeah. Kind of thing. And, uh, Jasper's not worried about, because he knows he'll have the time while the band's performing. Now is the time yeah. to just kind of take a peek, go, ah, shit, and then uh, go yeah. unload stuff. You also know that um, like uh, after the band has played, after the soldiers are happy, they're more likely to have volunteers to help you do repairs. Okay. Kind of thing. So you're like, okay, not now, but <laughs> yeah. later. Later yeah. I can get right. So yeah, the ramp lowers. Vincent walks down and looks about. The, um, the atmosphere again is, is purple hazy <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> but you can still see. Uh, and there's, because of the rebreather, because of the, the helmet that you've got, you don't smell uh, anything. You're just smelling stored oxygen, right. mostly. Right. Um, but the, the door in front is, is one of those kind of iris doors. Okay. Um, that's about 20 yards in front of you. Again, the lights are on, uh, but nobody's there. So Vincent's on the ground. He's kind of looking about. What are the rest? What do you guys do? I think, um, since this is the first time that Billy hasn't seen this or has seen this happen without anyone to greet them, I think he's kind of trying to look to Vincent. Mr. Vincent, what's, uh, what do we do? Where is everyone? We just take the stuff to the door. Or? He goes, ah, let's uh, let's check first, Billy. Maybe we should just uh, uh, find out what the situation is here. Uh, sometimes communication. Sometimes they forget that we're actually even coming. So let's let's leave the gear on the ship for now because uh, I mean Jasper can always retrieve it later. Okay. Awesome. Um, I'll, I can go find out. Well, let's go together. Okay. Let's Shall go. we, Billy? Yeah. All right. Let's. Um, we'll bring the band. There's no reason to stay cooped up in this. You know, in this. Uh... Dump. Oh, that's that's not really fair, <laughs> uh, Billy. Um, dump is a harsh word. There are obviously more extravagant ships <laughs> in the fleet. Um, we just happened to pull this short straw and so let's let's make the best of it and uh you know let's uh, let's focus on what's in front of us let's let's go knock on the door how about okay let's go jasper's gonna start unloading okay yeah he's just gonna wander to the back of the cargo do his you know external checks okay. and yeah start unloading okay you know novak's gonna join you uh the rest of the band's coming with uh vincent and billy awesome so you um 20 yards uh, you go up, and there is the door. Now, um, the doors typically have like a manual, kind of like a, a lever. You know, um, there is um, uh, it, it's it's a it's a minor airlock, 
okay. of sorts. Obviously, they didn't want poisonous atmosphere, so you okay. know that there is a room within a room, right. and then you get into the uh, the complex proper. Okay. Uh, so Vincent wanders up and he sees the uh, release. First, he's looking about. There is a viewport mm -hmm. uh, in the door itself, mm -hmm. and uh, he peeks in. Uh, you know, it's the room within the room, so there's nothing to see. He goes, uh, so uh, nobody's there. Uh, this is pretty embarrassing. Uh, this is going to go, you know what, Billy? Yeah. And he hands you a compad. Oh, shit. Your own. So you can now have a compad. <laughs> nice. And he goes, I want you to write up this report. Oh, I will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you first are writing reports, Billy, uh, make sure you over detail. And then you're going to get a, a, you know, a habit as to what is important and what isn't. It's a little trick. Ah, more words, the better. That's it. That's it. Good. Good boy. Good boy. Uh, Billy, uh, do the honors. I'll reach up and grab that switch and pull on it as hard as I can. Okay. Uh, breaks uh, off. Breaks <laughs> off. And uh, you die. No. <laughs> uh, the doors... Um, swing or, or rather slide apart, revealing a smaller room inside. Okay. Uh, the room looks uh, pretty regular. There's nothing of note within it. Uh, just the usual kind of emergency kind of buttons and things like that. Uh, and um, and the, the operation is pretty smooth and seamless. Okay. Uh, already the band is sort of piling into the, uh, the air chamber or the airlock chamber there. Uh, Vincent steps in and he kind of he chucks your shoulder. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, pretty proud of what you're doing. Yeah, Bill's uh, pretty pumped. Yeah, yeah. So you're still on the ship. Yeah, uh, we're with Novak. Yeah, yeah, we're probably getting the dollies out and okay, loading gear on them and uh, yeah, and strapping gear and yeah, okay. loading them on the dollies. And... Okay, we'll leave you there for a sec. Sure. Uh, once you're in, the the doors um, automatically sense that there's no obstruction and so they close. Uh, you are then hit with um, basically a a kind of antibacterial. Disinfectant. Uh, disinfectant uh, that's in a very aerosol uh, spray. Okay. So this is, again, pretty typical. Right. Uh, so it, it's killing any microbes. It's um, it's also converting this atmosphere. It's it's mixing and okay. getting rid of the toxic toxins. And eventually uh, a light in the top corner clunk, goes green. And the doors to the chamber, to the, the main complex, slide open. Uh, there again, the lights are on. But there is no one there. It's standard uh, military uh, complex, and so everything is just, there's no aesthetic. It's okay. all just harsh metal uh, and things like that. It's basically a long hallway. Uh, you can see already there's about six doors that lead to a uh, another complex or another door at the end of this hallway. It's about 100, uh, 150 yards okay. uh, forward. I think Billy's eager to get the helmet off. Doesn't like having it restricting him. <laughs> So let me put the map there. Okay. Uh, for us. So really basic. So you're here. You're yep. entering the airlock. And so down the hallway, you can see that there are these four rooms. Sorry, four rooms and a main one over there. Okay. Um, these are all utility. You Again, you're used to this. You know that there's probably a mess, probably barracks, probably uh, an armory, and probably another storage area. And then there's going to be kind of a command uh, area. Okay. For strategy and things like that. So again, 
it's all empty. Uh, and so um, you're taking off your helmet? Yeah, I'll be taking the helmet off. So is Vincent and the rest of the band. Okay. Uh, so it smells uh, it smells like recycled air. Uh, you know, <laughs> Airplane. All right. Yeah, basically. It's airplane smell. Uh, so lots of feet and farts. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, and it's it's unpleasant, but it's not anything you're not used to. Right. There's no smells that that really stand out per se. But again, it is silent. The entire hallway is silent. Mm. Not even elevator music. Not even some music. <laughs> you know, the girl from Ipanema or something. There's nothing. So I'm gonna put you here. Okay. Really. Uh, this is back at the ship. Ship. That is you there, Jasper, and it, uh, they got a, it's got a J on it. Ooh. Ah, they knew. They did. <laughs> think, and uh, uh, I'll just get some, some markers for other people. Sure. Here. Yeah, Billy's, I think, pretty furiously writing down all the details of how people aren't there. <laughs> Noting empty. how empty everything is, how all the empty. doors are closed. Vacant. It is. It is. Dark. Desolate. <laughs> it is. Desolate. Desolate. <laughs> Um, yeah, Vincent again is is pretty perturbed at um, the fact that there is no one there, uh, and so he what's in there? Uh, he is um, he's starting to walk towards uh, the end hallway there, and at the very end, you um, it, it's because there's uh, another set of double doors. It's yeah. probably uh, the command kind of. It set. looks important. Yeah, it looks important. <laughs> Uh, so he's headed down that way. What are you doing? Um, all the other doors are closed, I assume? Yes. Okay, I think I would be trailing him pretty closely behind. Okay. Um, the band's following you too. They're a little kind of wigged out a little bit. As you're going, you pass by the doors. They're all sealed. Uh, nothing seems out of the ordinary. Nothing seems unusual. Besides the lack of life. Besides the yeah. lack of life. Yeah. So eventually you get to the double doors. Yeah. And uh, Vincent is looking around and uh, he sees the, you know, the typical manual release. Right. To open the door. Uh, but um, he's he takes a peek in the viewport. Uh, there is light inside, but he looks back and says to you both, uh, or says to the group, uh, I don't see anyone in there. Are they sleeping? Um. He looks at his watch. Uh, I've set this to local time. They should be up. It's basically about 6 o'clock at night. It's like dinner. I mean, they could be eating in the mess, but they should be posting guards. Oh. Yeah. Maybe we should check the room to see where the captain is? Good idea, Billy. You know what? Um, I like your initiative. Uh, and so Vincent goes and pulls the handle. And um, when he pulls it, uh, a, a noise issues instead of the door opening. And, it, and it, that noise is <clears throat> like uh, it's denying entry. It's locked? He's like, um, yes, it's <clears throat> it's um, it's not really <clears throat> it's not it's not opening. It <clears throat> So he tugs at it a few more times and it is not opening. Okay. Uh, are there any kind of signs above any of the other doors? Uh, yeah. What might be? Um, the only sign that you saw was for the, the first room here, which is barracks. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that seems like a good enough place to start in there. I don't know what the other doors are, if I'd be allowed, but barracks seems like it's some place I could go to. Okay. Accessible. You, yeah. yeah. You head down, and um, there's a door to the barracks. There. Uh, Vincent reaches to pull the handle to open the door, and you hear the sound of um, static, and then someone coming over a loudspeaker. Oh. You hear, um, who is it that you want? Is uh, Vincent going to speak up? Uh, Vincent, uh, yeah, he will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's he's not going to leave it to a child. <laughs> uh, and Vincent goes, um, yeah, we're here to meet Staff Sergeant Rundelheim. Uh, we are the USO show, uh, Ragnarok. Uh, we are expected. It is on the itinerary. Uh, Billy, check the itinerary on the compad and verify, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pull it up, and yep, it says right here. Yeah, right here, and I'll turn around. Show yes, it to him. we have proof here. Is there a camera? Um, where is everybody? And uh, the voice goes, "This is Staff Sergeant Rundelheim." Uh, yes, yes, I see here you are expected. Um, we're running a, 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 a an exercise at the moment, and so the soldiers are not here. Um, please uh, come into the mess, and I will meet you there. I'm sure you're hungry. We will get you fed here. And uh, the door to the mess uh, turns green. And so you can assess that this is the mess Okay. Uh, with a dress. No. So, <laughs> with uh, in, in this hallway, are there any like kind of air ducts or vents mm -hmm. that I that are visible or look like they'd be able to be accessed uh, just to try and get into like maybe the command room? Um, I think Billy's looking to try and impress ah. uh, Vincent to see if maybe he can get some answers or get some something going a bit faster here. Uh, yeah, well, let's do. Uh, let's <laughs> Vincent do... seems like that type, yeah. type of guy. <laughs> Let's do a roll here. Okay. Um, so this is going to be kind of a... Let me just look at all that. Yes. So I see wits and observation. Yeah, let's go wits and observation. Okay, so that's looking at three for my wits and yeah. two for observation. These dice, man. <laughs> no <laughs> sixes. sixes. Isn't that wild? Oh, am I supposed to roll a... Uh, stress dice, because I still have a stress as well. Oh, yes. Actually, I'll give you a stress dice. Yes. Come on. Six. So really, the game itself is the trap. Oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking to impress Vincent. You're going to push? I would like to try and push that. So okay. I automatically add another you stress? Automatically add a stress, and then you get to re-roll uh, all those dice. Do I get another stress dice to go you with this? You do. Okay. Do. Come on. Rack them up. There's one. One six. There you go. That's all you need is one six. Woo! So you can see that there is um, a duct that kind of starts over here at this room. Okay. And that you are, um, you can see that it is large enough that you could kind of wiggle. You could worm your way along it. It goes to the right, but then it looks like it joins. <laughs> it joins into uh, the command center at some point. Um, and you can see along the duct. Every now and then, it must be like either air or heat in some way because it does have a mesh every so many uh, right so many feet. Okay, yeah. 
Um, I assume this is along the ceiling, so it'd be difficult for me to reach. Um, yeah. Are any of the band members um, a little more easygoing? <laughs> That'd be yeah. easier to approach. Maybe as Vincent starts and the rest start heading down, I can just kind of tug on his sleeve and say, "Hey, I I, I want to get uh, get some more answers and get things going quickly here. You mind uh, get me a hand up? I'm gonna point up the vent." You always know that Chaz is up for a bit of mischief. <laughs> so, um, as as the rest of them are trucking down to the mess, uh, you hold back, and, and Chaz is like, dude, you want to go in the duct? Yeah. Oh, dude, let's do it. Okay. So you can see that the mess door opens, and the rest go inside. Uh, as soon as that happens, uh, Chaz gets on his, um, he lowers himself so you can get onto his back. Okay. And then um, he kind of stands up carefully and then helps you stand up uh, on his shoulders. So now you're in front of one of the mesh areas. Okay. Uh, so uh, what are you doing? I'm going to try and, I guess, pry it off or, or pull it off. Okay. Um, are there, like, like screws around the outside? Or? Yeah. Yeah, there are screws. How you are there, are they, like, um, flathead screws? They are can exactly I take my pin off and kind of yes. use that to unscrew uh, it? I think you can, yeah. Very resourceful. No, I won't even get you to roll for that. I think that's great. <laughs> awesome. So yes, you, I'll use my fancy pin to yeah. unscrew the vent. So you go in and, and you start uh, unscrewing it. Um, you're able to get the bolts off, mm-hmm. and you can pull the grate off. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you can lift yourself in. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. You go into this tiny space, and you, um, yeah, it's it's fairly dark. Uh, it's it's a bit dirty, but it's it's dark, but you can see enough from the different grates along the way uh, that you can make your way to uh, forward. Okay. okay. Um, Are you going to cough? Have you, I don't know if you guys have ever been up in ceiling tiles, but yeah. uh, it's fairly, it's dusty enough that it... <laughs> yeah. You do cough. Put, put the helmet on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, okay. Back at the uh, Nicodemus, mm. the um, you've managed to load the uh, dollies and with all the equipment and uh, Novex, there's two dollies. So uh, Novex starts pushing the first one. Have, uh, have we gotten this down to a system that, yeah, okay, it's Novak and uh, Jasper that does actually most of the moving, that yeah. there are only two dollies and we can do it in one trip or pretty close? Yeah, <laughs> okay. pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, totally. Raise no two-trip loser. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No. So um, you guys are, are kind of pushing the dollies forward, heading towards the same doors. Right. Uh, there, uh, I'm going to get you to do an... Observation. Sure. So observation and wits. Five wits plus my stress dice. Yes. Four. Montreal. Five. Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank god. So many fives. So many, so fives. many fives. Like no sixes. None. Okay. In you, fact, you notice nothing. <laughs> you are dead set. Set on your path. That, that purple haze is messing me up, man. It's messing you up. Um, you eventually get to the doors. Same procedure. You uh, pull them open. They're wide enough, or the uh, uh, the airlock is big enough okay. where you can kind of move the dollies within. Uh, you go through the same procedure, and um, as the doors open, uh, you um, you know that you've been a sterilized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you look, and you can see um, inside a long hallway. Uh, there is double doors at the end. 
you see Chaz uh, looking at the ducts, and he's got like the <laughs> devil horns going. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, what did you do with the grape? Did you give it to Chaz? I probably would give it to Chaz because I need my hands free to uh, climb up in there. Okay. I think Chaz has leapt up and kind of pushed it back into place. Okay. So it's just precariously standing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he's done that, but he's like, he's rocking out. So you walk in, you can see Chaz rocking out on the floor, uh, but you don't see anything else at that point. So you're, you're going along. Sure. What are you doing? I'm guessing that's not that out of character for Chaz. No, <laughs> not really. Is Chaz a person that even would know what's going on? Like, would we even ask him, hey, where do we, where are we unloading? It's always a gamble. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to... Since I don't see anybody else, I'm gonna ask him anyway. Okay. Hey, Chaz, where are we? Do you know where the our gig starts? Like, where can we drop the stuff? He he spins around like he got his hand caught in a cookie jar, <sighs> and he goes, "Dude, oh man, it's nobody's here. They're on like they're, the soldiers are doing soldier stuff, and some dude's gonna meet us in the food place." place yeah dude do i is this pretty standard like do i know where the mess would be um well every layout's a little different okay kind of thing but you can see that only one of the doors of all of them are open right yeah well are we gonna chaz do you know if we're gonna perform in the mess like do we haul the stuff there or ah dude slow down (laughs) too many questions you mean, dude? Don't 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 worry. You're pretty head about it. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but we need to go get food. And he starts walking towards the mess. Oh, look, uh, Novak. He's like, you know what? Let's just leave it here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, too. This is good enough. I'm hungry. Let's go. Sure, man. Yeah. Okay. It might be better than what the rations we've had. So. Uh-huh. Uh, you and Novak enter the mess. Uh, you can see that the rest of the band and Vincent is uh mowing down on uh, there's there was like some some uh protein cubes right. and some some pretty like standard military fare that they're all eating nothing extravagant Just at all. slightly better yeah whatever stuff you're stuck with in That's the middle of space yeah yeah the one thing you don't notice is um billy billy's not there geez that kid like he's growing he's where's billy like you think he'd be first to food uh, Vincent's eating his protein cube. He goes, uh, yeah. Billy's doing a visual inspection. Uh, he's doing... <laughs> Cover for uh, you. <laughs> he's making sure that uh, nothing's out of place. So, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything out of place? Why'd you send Billy off to some useless... Because it's uh, the company's job to notice when things are not uh, where they should be, and so I, I, I don't have time to go through all of the company's procedures. <laughs> yeah, Jasper's just gonna shake his head. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, Billy, you're you're trucking along. You're making more more headway mm-hmm. along and so what it does is it bends to the right and then goes into the complex itself into okay. the command center just before you get to the u joint hear something oh 
not entirely unusual. It's not unusual that small animals make it onto planets with the uh, with the colonists, right. essentially. So you hear what sounds like the scuttling of a rat yeah. up ahead. What's, I think I'll, um, what's your relationship with rats? Um, I guess he is one. Being up in space with crappy food, you know, <laughs> a source of actual real meat's always kind of nice. Yeah. So I guess true. food, but um, yeah, I'll take the um, Keith, the compad. I imagine has like gives off light. Yeah. On the front, so yeah, I'll 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 shine that forward. Okay. I'll turn the brightness up on the on the pad and shine that forward to see if I can see anything. Okay. You shine it forward and um, something is glistening in in the just around the U-band. And all you can see is just for a second, a little leg. And the leg looked like it was knuckled. It was like um, almost like that of a, I don't know, a crab or something like that. And just for a second, you see it. And it's got this kind of like whitish, yellowish translucence to it. Uh, and um, once the light is shined, once you shine the light, you see it for a second, and then it retreats to the right. Okay. Um, I don't really have any weapons to try and hunt this thing. Uh, <laughs> a rat just takes a good. That's true. You know, I think I'll get the data pad ready to to clobber him. I'll take the laser pointer out that I have. And try and lure him out. Like I'll turn the light away <laughs> like from the ant. Yeah, okay. come and get it. Uh, okay, so you're you're luring with the light. Yeah. And so it's it's darker down here. And so without the compad light, yeah, uh, it's harder to see. But you can hear it. And it's definitely around the the U bend there or the the right turn there. Okay. And you the light's kind of skittering across across the. Um, the laser point is getting across. Was the... that a Freudian slip right there with claw or what? <laughs> a, a claw. <laughs> it's a crab. Um, uh, across the, uh, the the middle of the duct and um, focusing it on one area, you can hear it kind of lunge at the laser point okay. light and it funks against the metal for awesome. just a second. I'll quickly turn the data pad around to see where it's at. Okay. It... Keeping the laser pointer out there, trying to keep it like distracted so I can get a look at it, see if I can get up and smash it. So you you do see it, and it just for a second, uh, it looks actually like some kind of crab in a way, except it's got like a tail. Oh. Uh, and the, um, the, the little crabby creature itself spins, and although it has no eyes, you know that it's looking at you. And it's just pausing for a second, and you just see its tail waving waving is there a vent near me like one of the greats <laughs> uh there is there's a vent right beside you okay that's creeping me out i think i'm gonna try yeah. to kick the vent off and throw myself out okay um this vent is bolted on okay so you're gonna have to make uh and no too you've been kind of like you've barely been able to crawl you've been kind of like on your forearms okay so what you're gonna have to do to kick it is either go forward so your leg reach it or not <laughs> well i don't think i want to get closer to this weird looking thing okay so i think slowly start backing up okay i'll start. have that i don't know whatever i got um i think i'll put my laser pointer away okay and pull up my electronic handheld game yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna 
whip it at the thing. <laughs> okay. Well, as I start like scuttling back as fast as I can. Do a ranged combat attack. Okay. See if you hit the second. So I'm also gonna give you an extra stress dice. Okay. We've never seen anything like this. Uh, so I already have two stress. You have three stress. I have three stress now. Okay. Yeah. And then I got uh, five for agility, three for five, and one for ranged combat. <laughs> There's an awful lot of stress dice here, <laughs> and there have been very few sixes. <laughs> There you go, there's one. Okay, but I got one six, but one face hugger. All right, that is a panic. <laughs> so you do hit <laughs> that it. sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Freaking you, out. You absolutely hit it, but you also panic. So it bonks it, it, it gets hit by your, uh, what game is it? <laughs> It'll be Frogger. Pocket Monsters. <laughs> Pocket Monsters. The video Pocket. game. Pocket Monsters, the video game. What version, like? Licensed. Gold. Gold. Uh, okay. That's copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to get the panic table up here. Panic. Okay. Yellow rat version. Yeah, yellow rat. <laughs> YOLO rat. Uh, so, this is what happens with a panic wall. As long as you keep your stress in check, you can use it to your advantage, but if the tension grows too strong, it could explode, sending you into a panic. You need to make a panic roll when any of the following happens. Uh, you roll one or more uh, of those guys uh, and various other things. So roll a d6 and add your current stress level. Okay, so my current stress level is two, or do I have three, three. now? Okay. Nine. Nine, grand total. Um, so you, what happens to you is drop item, whether by stress, confusion, or realization that you are going to die anyway, you drop a weapon or an other important item. Probably be the compound. The, it's the compound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your stress level increases by one. Oh Your boy. source of light is now. Yes. It's yeah, laying there yeah. <laughs> as I'm scrambling backwards. You drop it and, uh, it lands face down, uh -oh. covering the light. So all you hear is now very aggressive, <laughs> scuttling towards you. Definitely going to start screaming. Okay. You start screaming. Are you doing ah! anything else? Um, since I'm facing forward, I'm going to try and put my helmet on to get whatever kind of protection I can Ooh. as I'm scrambling back. Nice one. Okay. You get your helmet on and start scrambling, uh, start screaming uh, in the mess hall. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does actually muffle your, your screen. Yep, makes sense. So just for a second, because uh, it's amplified yep. in this, you hear Billy scream. And um, immediately, uh, good old uh, <laughs> Chaz <laughs> goes, Dude, oh, Billy's giving it away. Oh, he's in the vents, that fucker. <laughs> and the scream all of a sudden is muffled. Um, but it's a pretty panicky sounding scream. What do you do? As he's gonna look at Vincent. I imagine Vincent's gonna look at him. Yeah. Look at me and uh, I'll go get him out. Okay. He kind of looks at your pistol and looks at you and then looks at the door. I mean, you're the only one of us armed. I say, well, like, do we? Are we that? On edge yet? Well, it, it could be a big rat. Oh. 
Not really. But yeah, You're, he's just screaming. He's he probably got himself stuck. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Uh, and so um, yeah, you make your way outside of the mess hall. Yeah. Okay. Vincent follows. Um, the band keeps eating. They're not really. They don't really care. <laughs> Uh, so you go forward, and you can hear now thrashing from the air ducts um, just over by, just in front of the main, uh, of the command center. Right. Um, from your perspective, something latches onto your helmet. Uh-oh. <gasps> Let's figure out what's happening. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Jasper, because he hasn't experienced really crazy things out of the you know the human element, so he's not going to pull it. You know he's not scared of a rat. Yeah. He think yeah. Um, Billy's just panicking in the because he got you know claustrophobic or something. It's just Billy doing what Billy does. But uh, since if can we determine where the thrashing's coming from? Yeah. You okay. can see it. You can see like actual dents. Right. So yeah. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Jasper's going to try to find kind of the closest vent to start, you know, yeah, find the screws and start trying to okay. deal with those. Um, so I'm going to say you probably go up and you're, you're, I imagine you've got some tools. Yeah. There. I, uh, I mean, I got a diagnostic tool, it was, but I don't know. Yeah. Some sort of mechanical tools for setting up and yeah. repairing the ship. Or maybe you've got a pin. <laughs> well, I was <laughs> thinking the rosary, depending how, ah. there might be a narrow end of it. Okay. A thin end, so yeah. Try Sweet. to use that, or at least to grab some sort of purchase with a corner of it. And... Okay. Yeah. Uh, you go up and you start um, undoing it. Uh, you can you can hear thrashing, really violently now. Uh, easy, and, buddy. Easy. Yeah, like he is just causing damage. Yeah. You, you can see that, and Vincent himself is like, you can see him start to tally up damage <laughs> on his compad. Uh, so he's he's kind of right below you, tallying things up. You eventually get uh, the screws out. And through violent thrashing, the grate is punched out, and it smacks you in the face. Uh, it doesn't cause harm. I imagine I'm up on like Novak's back or something, or yeah, we'll say that Novak's there, and, and you're up on his back. Yeah. So. so it smacks you in the face, and you fall down. Yeah. Novak tries to stop your fall, but actually, you hit Vincent, <laughs> and you pin Vincent to the ground. Sure. And uh, so you're, you're right on top of him. His arms are out. You can see that he's. Still typing in his compad now, a report about how you're you've fallen on him. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Novak has fallen out of the vent. Falls out, um, Billy. Billy, you land on the grating, and um, it's still thrashing about. Now on the light, you can see it, it's it's on your helmet. It is legs are wrapped around. Its tail is actually around your throat, uh -oh. and something soft and almost like a, a muzzle or an, or some kind of a, like anteater nose is trying to push its way into your helmet again and again and again and again, huh? and you can see that it's squeezing and squeezing, and you can see cracks in your visor uh -oh. start to appear. Um, you are thrashing about. Uh, and all of a sudden, it leaps off of you. Okay. And for a second, you're looking, and you, you can't see it. And um, from your vantage point, because you landed on Vincent, yeah. you saw something was wrapped around Billy's helmet. Right. It then leapt right off of it and landed on Novak and wrapped itself around him and closed itself on his face. 
He thrashes for about a minute and then lies perfectly still. And we'll end it there today. Ah. Novak! Glad Novak! Glad I, put the, <laughs> I put the helmet on. No <laughs> that was lucky. That was good. Uh, so mm. that is uh, just the setup of it. And so next episode, we will uh, get into more of Alien. Ooh. So thanks from Take Your DM Shot, 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 Shot. Bye-bye. Bye, bye, thanks, guys. This has been Take Your DM Shot with Steve Scherfan, John Christ, and Tristan Ham. Special thanks to John Lovell for the use of the intro and outro music and to Authentic Dungeons for all your RPG and gaming needs. Thanks again and tune in for more episodes.